Good morning, all, and welcome to this morning's encounter with the Lord. This is Russell, your host. How are we all this morning? Good morning, good morning, Russell. Good morning, good morning everyone. How are you, Russell? I'm good, thank you. I praise you, Jesus, for this. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. And we say, Good morning, Father. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. We thank you, Father, for the new day. We thank you for the breath of life. We thank you for our health, for our safety, for our well-being. We thank you, Lord, that we are here in your presence and you called us by name. We thank you, Lord, for all the revelation that you pour into our hearts every single day. So that the, way, the more we know you and the more we know what is written in your will, the better our opportunities and chances of that living that abundance are. The more we understand your systems and how to employ them, Father, the principles of success you have given us, the laws that you have established through your word, the better we are at navigating all those challenges that come our way, every Jericho that stands in our path. And we ask for that revelation, Lord, this day. We acknowledge your presence in this prayer and we ask you to direct our thoughts, our words, our path, our prayer. We trust in you, O Lord, and we lean not on our own understanding, but on the revelation that you give us. We thank and praise you, Jesus. Love you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. And the peace and joy that you pour into our hearts when we are in your presence, that joy that helps us stay in the place of prayer and leave all our worries out of there, focus on you, and go out of that place with a solution. That same kind of joy, Lord, which only you can give. And what you give, no one can take away either. We want to share it with all those that are part of this prayer meeting and this praying family. We share it with all those that are beneficiaries of any prayer request made in this prayer group, Lord. That they don't just take away their healing, but they take away the understanding in order to avoid that problem furthermore again. We share it with all those that are Christians that do not know you personally. You are only a Jesus that hangs on the cross in the church that they see on Sunday. And we share it with all those, Lord. Your presence with all those that do not want to know you. Let the radiance of your glory shine through every obstruction that stands in their path that they see the truth about you, their father, and that truth sets them free. Dear Father, as we make our prayer this morning, we call on your name, the name of our maker, our creator, the one who dwells in the midst of the cherubims above the mercy seat and is ever willing to pay attention to everything that we have to say to him when we come and when we pray in the spirit, when we humble ourselves and we empty ourselves of all wickedness, the one who then makes the parched land a pool of water and the thirsty land, everyone that has come to him into springs of water filled with life, the one who blots out our transgressions and casts them behind his back, who renews his mercy for us every morning and is ever willing to forgive, the Father who has loved us with an everlasting love that is unchangeable, 
no matter what we do. He is a father, the source, the giver. And we pray in the name of your son, Jesus, the author and finisher of our destiny and our faith, the one through whom is our salvation, our redemption, the rock on which our Christian lives can be built, our foundation, <clears throat> the word himself, who became flesh and dwelt amongst us, who gave himself for us, the one who is our daily bread, the one who is that mechanism, that channel through which we can have communion with the Father, the Lord who heals the way, the truth, and the life. And we pray in the name of his Spirit, the breath of the Father, the one that gives life to our spirit, the one who has made his tabernacle in our body and who quickens us that we are able to hear from the Father, receive that revelation through his wisdom and understanding and implement it in our lives. To live a life of abundance that Jesus came to give, but also to fulfill our destiny of walking the earth in dominion. That which the Father assigned to us when he created us, man, in his own image and likeness. We thank you, Lord, that you have blessed us with everything we need, every spiritual gift in the heavenlies and every resource we need in the physical as well, Lord. We thank you, Father, that you have made us stewards over your creation. And today we want to reflect on that stewardship as well. We thank you, Lord, that you have given us family and friends, angels and destiny helpers. Above all, Father, we thank you that you reveal the mysteries of your word to us. You have given us your word and your Holy Spirit so that we are not left weak, vulnerable and alone in our fight against the enemy. But you, with the presence of your spirit, fight with us and on our behalf. You educate us in that warfare. And you shall teach us more again on that this evening. Father, we thank you for that. We thank you for this opportunity to pray, to talk to you, and to hear from you, Lord. We thank you, Father. <clears throat> and as we get into our reflection, I cover and seal every word we speak today in the precious name of Jesus. And we declare in accordance with Isaiah 55, verse 10 and 11, that as the, rain, <clears throat> as the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater, so shall my word be every single word that we speak in our prayer this day that leaves our mouth. It will not return to us empty, but will accomplish what we desire and will achieve the purpose for which we have sent it in the name of Jesus. <clears throat> the other day we reflected on the kind of person God rejects. And we have seen that it is the one that does nothing with what is given to them. We reflected on three parables. One of them being the parable of the talents of gold given through the, to the three servants. And today, I'd like to ask us the question, are we being irresponsible with what is given to us? 
And could that be the reason for not growing or achieving success? Many a times, when things don't work out for us, we blame God, we blame others, we blame the system, we blame the government, we blame the weather, we blame the neighbor, we blame the boss at our workplace, and we also blame Satan. And I'm sure there are instances where Satan's probably calling foul and saying, I didn't even do that. Why are you blaming me for it? You might even go to a preacher and ask them to pray for us by painting a grim picture of our circumstances. They're definitely grim. But it's more important for us to look into the source. The preacher will even pray and try to cast out spirits that could be affecting your outcomes. To remove those obstructions from the way. And yet nothing seems to happen in some situations. So where's the problem then? Have you asked yourself, is there a problem at my end? When I wrote a list of all the reasons why I failed, am I on that list? And is my name up there at number one? Am I doing something incorrectly? And that would actually be a good point to start at. When we start to analyze the reasons why we're not growing, the reasons why we're not succeeding. Let's look at what the Bible says in Matthew 25 verse 29. While teaching on the parables, Jesus made a controversial statement. Where he said, whoever has will be given more. And they will have an abundance. And whoever does not have, even what he or even what they have will be taken from them. When you hear this statement alone by itself, one is inclined to think, is God so cruel to take away from the poor and give to the rich? Even it got me thinking at one stage. But that is not so. What he is really referring to here is not money or resources. I believe he is referring to diligence in their work. Now let's read it again, putting diligence into that verse. Responsibility. So let's read that verse again, Matthew 25 verse 29. Whoever has diligence will be given more resources and they will have an abundance. Whoever does not have diligence and mismanages what is given to them, even what they have will be taken from them. I'm hoping this is making sense. Again, in Luke 16, verse 10, he says, Whoever can be trusted with very little can also be trusted with much. And whoever is dishonest with very little will also be dishonest with much. So the question for us is, am I mismanaging the little that the Lord has given me as a trial to see whether I will run it or not properly? When you are asking for a high paying job or when you are asking the Lord, give me a million dollars, give me my own house. Give me a lot of other things. And the Lord is watching what you did with the little that you were given earlier. 
if you have wasted the thousand dollars that were given to you on enjoyment alone, he will not risk giving you a million dollars. Why should he? If you were irresponsible on the current job you have, lack of dedication or diligence, only doing a nine to five and no more than counting those hours, he won't give you a high paying senior job. If you are asking for a wife but are careless when it comes to looking after your own body, your own self, he won't give you. And in doing so, he is actually protecting the other person who is assigned to your destiny. He will not let them suffer for your irresponsibility or my irresponsibility. So before blaming Satan for everything, we first need to look inwards. Am I being irresponsible? Is there a better way to do what I am doing? Have I been careless with whatever was assigned to me? Whatever little I had. Have I been dishonoring in my ways to others? Disrespectful. On what basis then would I be able to command respect for myself? What else could I have done that I have not done? Is the question we need to be asking. Have I exercised my diligence before taking that step? before making a decision when it is your fault praying to cast out demonic spirits will not help there are none to cast out so that will not make any headways in any direction we only have ourselves to blame there remember that Adam and Eve were is irresponsible with God's instruction as well in the garden of Eden and so God didn't blame, didn't just blame the serpent. The serpent paid the price for whatever he did. But Adam paid the price for his, his, his irresponsibility. Adam and Eve were removed from the Garden of Eden and God even put an angel at the gates with a double-edged sword, a flaming sword, to keep them from re-entering the garden. Now, this is a part that is not often discussed, but we must take it seriously. If God, for Adam's irresponsibility, could throw him out of that garden and keep an angel there with a flaming double-edged sword to ensure that Adam cannot come back in and Adam remains locked out of it, what about you and me? Are we being locked out of our own destiny because of any irresponsibility we may have shown in our lives? Could this be happening to you? And here you are blaming the serpent in your life without taking responsibility for your own actions first. Yes, God has placed an angel to stop you from re-entering your abundance until you learn your lesson. Are you willing to humble yourself to identify where the issue is and to learn that lesson? So that we first align and only then are we probably at his mercy able to gain a re-entry into that abundance. Everything that you are looking for in your life is also looking for you. And this was an important lesson that I learned. But it will only look for the you 
that is eligible for it. Not necessarily the current you. If the current you is not eligible, that thing will come to you and will return without you receiving it. Because it did not find the kind of you that it was looking for. A job that requires 10 years experience will not come to you when you only have one year experience. A job that requires an engineer's or a doctor's qualification will not come to you when you only have a high school qualification. It is only looking for the you that is eligible for it, the one that is qualified to receive it. Your own house will come to you when you prove it by managing your rental house well and by managing your finances well, as if it were your own, not when you damage that house. Your finances grow when you take responsibility for them and then take actions. They do not grow by just kneeling down in front of God and crying every day. God will have mercy. He will sympathize with your situation, but it will not change until you take responsible action. Faith alone won't help. It needs to be followed through with that action in accordance with God's systems of increase. Praying alone without action will only bring distress. Remember, God rejects those who do nothing about what is given to them. Proverbs 22 verse 29 says, Do you see a man who is diligent in his works? He will stand before kings and not before mean men. He didn't say, do you see a man who keeps praying all the time? There's a big difference. Praying plus diligence. Diligence is actually a combination of both. Praying plus action. So key takeaways from today is for us to reflect on our life and to ask the question, am I being irresponsible somewhere for the area in my life that I'm not seeing growth and I am concerned? Am I being irresponsible? And the next step for us to do is to go and fix it. If we want success, if we want growth, if we want abundance, we need to prove to him our worthiness for it by taking action. We do not remain like the wicked and the lazy servant in the parable of the talents who buried everything in the ground and did nothing. And that is something we should always remember. If we want something to move, we need to move first. To have faith, to pray, and then put the plan in action. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that we are given that understanding this day, Lord. As we reflect on our lives, you show us the areas where we have stagnated, the areas where we have been lazy or irresponsible, the areas where we have mismanaged what you have given us. And we ask for that wisdom and direction, Lord, this day to rise above that limitation to see through your wisdom, through what you reveal to us, through your word and your conversations with us that you put upon our hearts. That we are then able to apply those principles that you give us, Lord. And everything that we are praying for, we look at what the follow-through step is 
and we take that action in faith. We ask for that edification in our spirit this day. As we pray for spiritual edification, we also pray for our physical and our temporal needs, those of our families and our friends. We pray for all those that are battling all kinds of sickness and disease this day, those that are hospitalized, especially those that are battling the COVID disease, Lord. We curse that sickness in the name of Jesus, the spirit of infirmity we cast out and we release your healing into their lives this day, Father. We pray also in a special way for all families that are battling all kinds of separation and division. We pray for all those that are yoked under any kind of stronghold, especially those that are kept busy with their lives, those that are kept prayerless, those that are kept poor, and every other mechanism or stronghold that Satan uses in the lives of people to keep them preoccupied elsewhere, Lord, that they do not see you. We come against all of that in the mighty name and by the precious blood of Jesus. We declare that yoke over their lives broken this day. That your glory be revealed, Lord, their eyes be opened and the truth be shown to them. That their hearts be quickened. We pray also for all those members of our family and our friend circle that are not yet saved. That they might receive their salvation. Father, quicken them as well. We pray for our own personal needs, those of our families. Father, everyone that we have raised up here in prayer, we plead the precious blood of Jesus over each of these and every member of every family that is part of this praying ministry, this prayer group called by your name, Holy Spirit. We put on our angels and dispatch them on assignments in accordance with your will for each of these lives. We pray that will come to pass. We call the angels of the Lord to encamp about each of us to protect and keep us safe from harm, sin, danger, accident, injury, pilfering, theft, hijacking, terrorism and any kind of natural disaster. I command that angelic protection in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we thank you that you have heard us, that you always hear us. And we release our faith and our, in our prayer, Lord, made in the Spirit, knowing that you pray with us as well, O Holy Spirit. We believe in our hearts, Lord, that the prayer we now release must come back to us as an answered prayer as we have heralded it in the start. We thank you, Lord, for that answered prayer. I encourage all those that can pray in tongues to unmute and join in. Those that are praying for the gift of tongues to release your faith, unmute your mic and ask the Holy Spirit to take over. Let us now make our prayer in the Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Sarakata, <laughs> 
In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen and amen, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. The scripture I've been given today is from Galatians 5.1. For freedom, Christ has set us free. Stand fast, therefore, and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. If you are enjoying these morning reflections and you find value in them that you can apply in your life, please also share it with others that you know will benefit from it so that they might experience that transformation as well when the Holy Spirit starts to work with them. You can also share Brother Savio's reflections that he posts on our Telegram group and on the Facebook page. Share them on your social media channels as well. We have a scripture that has been shared in the chat. This is from 1 John 1 verse 7, quoted from the NIV, where it is written. But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Before we conclude, I'd just like to uh, add a reminder about this evening's Bible study session. The session is the third part in our series on the weapons of our warfare, where we will continue to learn that in his mercy and wisdom, God has provided us with all the weapons we need to achieve victory, that our warfare is in the spirit realm. And we will also learn in depth about the seven spiritual weapons, very powerful topic. Please share this with your friends and family. We shall post links on Zoom and YouTube for those that would like to attend online. And those that are in Brisbane this, today, this day, please join us uh, in person at St. Dimpana's Church Hall, not in the church, but in the church hall to the back of the church. That is St. Dimpana's Church on Robinson Road West, Aspley. And the praise and worship will start at 5.30 p.m., followed by the I Confess Boldly testimony time and Bible teaching from 7.30 p.m. onwards.
please share that with others. And uh, if you can make it in person, I'd like you to join us as well. And let the mercy and the grace and the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ and his favor that comes out of his jealous love for us and overtakes us. Let that be multiplied in each of our lives this day so that as we are blessed, let us in turn go out and be a blessing to everyone around us in the name of Jesus and for his glory. Be blessed everyone and we shall have a wonderful Friday and we shall see you this evening at the Bible study session. Thank you, Russell. God bless everyone. Thank you, Russell. Thank you. Thank you, Russell. God bless everyone. Thank you.